Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 190 of the Y'all Can Hear Podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick, and joining me today are my three contented co-hosts. It is break up this fucking monopoly, Jonathan. Grolt. My name is Grolt. Winter Wonderland Wenzel. You use that. Never mind. Uh, it'll, it'll be his running theme throughout the month. He'll use just one introduction. Exactly. Uh, and, t- and today's episode, we'll be uh, parsing through the litany of reveals that Disney dropped on us over the weekend from the Marvel series, from the Disney Plus series, from Pixar to Star Wars, and everything else that happened over this past weekend because it was just stuffed with content. And we're going to try to get through it all just, just to help ourselves figure out what all was revealed and just sort of to talk about all the different things because there is just so much to get to. So we're going to go ahead and dive right into it and talk about the Disney reveals because they had their big uh, big showcase over the weekend. Basically, they, they laid out their plans for Marvel, Star Wars, and Disney at large with Pixar and their animation series. Basically going into all the different series and movies that will be coming out um, next year in 2020 and beyond. And with Marvel, they announced several new series and sort of elaborated on a few others. And just to start us off with Marvel's TV series, um, they they have a a firm release date for WandaVision. That would be the first of the Marvel series dropping on Disney Plus. And that comes out January 15th, 2021. So, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. yeah, even though it's set in Halloween, or it's got like a Halloween theme in the background. Mary Chrysler. Uh, Mary Chrysler. <laughs> this should have came out a long time ago. I feel like not a long time ago, like October-ish is probably what their original uh, intention was with the release date. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad I, it's finally coming. Yeah, I yeah. imagine COVID really fucked with the post-production. Yeah. So, And, and plus I feel like it might it might be for the best that they waited till after the Mandalorian wraps up. Cause I feel like yeah they didn't want like any self cannibalization of it because obviously it's all in Disney they're getting all the money and the views but like they kind of want you you want each series to sort of have its own like breathing room and Mandalorian's obviously the biggest show right now yeah yeah it makes sense and especially for a show for uh, two characters that aren't as popular as say like you know the main five or six so uh have its own time to shine in the spotlight so because like i'm definitely interested to see how this series goes because it have like it seems like one is like constructing this idyllic life for herself very like 1950s sitcom leave it to beaver with division but of course no division was killed at, at uh in infinity war so like what exactly is wanda doing because if Cause I, just knowing what I know from Marvel Comics, like Wanda's powers are like very strong and unstable because she affects reality. And like with um, the X Men event, she sort of like created the reality. Um, M Day, like uh, excuse me, what was it M Day? It was House of M. House of M, excuse me. Basically, uh, Magneto gaslit his own daughter into using her powers to rewrite reality. And then uh, she got fed up and said, fuck this. So I'm, I'm interested to see like, to what scale this will affect the the Marvel world. Yeah, uh, 
I don't know. Hopefully, it's kind of low stakes. That's one of the things I'm hoping with the show. You know, we've already had the big <laughs> galactic universal threat with Thanos. And I think it will be yeah. good to just bring everything back down, you know, a couple levels. Yeah. Not I, just with this one series. I think overall it'd be nice just to have some some random bits of fun, some normal, some calmer villains that don't want to kill everyone. I was going to say, isn't this like psychological thriller though? Because isn't there, uh, does anybody know uh, or remember the main villain for this show? Um, I don't remember hearing about a... A main villain, but if it's but if it's pulling any inspiration from the Vision uh, limited series, um, it, there's gonna be some really intense psychological shit because they, the the Vision comic was so good, but it was just very unsettling. Yeah, because I I, I could have sworn there was a um, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Oh yeah, I guess I was wrong. I thought there was like. A, I thought there was like a main like person who's gonna be like kind of like manipulating behind the scenes or something. Um, maybe I was wrong. I'm sorry. If I had if, if, just throwing it out there, if if it's anything like the Vision comic, we might see the MCU debut of the Grim Reaper. But he he kind of like has some kind of baggage, so I don't know how they kind of would work him in from nothing though. We'll have to see. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, I'm looking at something right now, and uh, Catherine Han Han is in it, and she's apparently supposed to be playing one of their neighbors. Mm -hmm. Their neighbors, like, you know, that neighborhood, and, um, well, it's been rumored. I don't know. I could have sworn there was, like, because I think I saw a bit of the trailer, and then, like, I thought there was, like, an old woman or something in there that was, like, kind of evil. But maybe that's just me going crazy. <laughs> yeah, after a certain point, a lot of this stuff starts to blend together. Because that's, yeah, that's part of like why we're having this show is just like sort of that help ourselves like kind of parse through this information because it's literally just like a tidal wave hit us Friday night, and then you just have to like left to dig through the 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 rubbish and the the wreckage to figure out what the hell they all just said to us. Yeah, because we were we were doing a uh, for anybody who doesn't know the game awards was recent happened recently uh, the past week and we got together on Discord and watched it and it's like watching the game awards everybody talking and then bam we just get hit with all these announcements all at the same time and it's like it's just like what what's going on like <laughs> yeah and this is also coming off the heels of Warner Brothers announcing their. Uh, Putting everything on HBO Max, maybe. And then, uh, which thank God, which Warner Brothers is now being sued by the individual movie companies because they they announced that without clearing it with all the different production companies. Yeah, they they think that it's some sort of like breach of contract or something like that. Um, I I, I don't know. That situation's really weird. So I mean, this is kind of unprecedented. So, but as for Warner Vision, I'm. Definitely looking forward to. I'm interested to see what they do with these characters at like as sort of being sort of more minor in the grand scheme of the Avengers. Cause I, I do. That's the one thing I really do appreciate is they're giving these smaller characters more time to breathe. That with with the later Avengers, that while we got a lot of characters, we didn't really get a lot of time with each one. Yeah, they're like yeah. especially especially when Infinity War and Endgame, there was only. You only have enough time to focus on so many characters at mm -hmm. once. 
So yeah. Oh yeah. And they had six hours or around six hours of uh, screen time with the two ending movies. Do we know how long these shows are going to be? I imagine something similar to The Mandalorian with like eight episodes per season. Yeah, that's sort of what I was thinking. Eight to ten episodes is is pretty standard for streaming shows, it it seems like. It's it's kind of rare to get a show on streaming that's like greater than that. Because like the days of like 25, 22 uh, episode seasons are... Uh, they're a bit, you know, more uncommon these days. Well, yeah, and then even like shows like uh, the Marvel shows on Netflix, I feel like a lot of those got really bloated, and they just had like thirteen a season. Mm-hmm. So, so, and on the heels of WandaVision, we'll have the next series, which will debut March nineteenth, twenty twenty one, and that's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which follows. Um, Falcon and as his new role as Captain America, as presumably alongside Winter Soldier, as he sort of deal with the threats in the wake of Captain America's retirement, and it's it's, it's definitely um, interesting because you have like Sam Sam sort of taking up the mantle as Captain America, like he did recently in the comics in the last few years, and sort of having to grapple with like you know the the weight and the legacy of taking on that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but from what we understand, though, it seems like he, uh, even though Captain America pa- passes it down to him, it doesn't seem like um, whatever powers maybe agree with that decision because U.S. Agent is in there, in, is in the show. Yeah, because uh, there's a scene in the trailer for the show. You see uh, someone in Captain America gear, like, running out in, like, a Super Bowl halftime show. So maybe um, even though Sam was the official successor to the Captain America mantle, like, you know, the the government's like, mm, we don't like this, so we're going to give it to this other guy who may or not, may or may not unstable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for this show as well, just because, you know, we get more of that. Uh, from what I understand, it seems like it's going to be kind of like that buddy cop thing. With um, Sam and Bucky, which I, I really appreciated their relationship in the movies. So I think this will be fun. Because, like, um, I did like how they're sort of, like, bickering buddies in, uh, in Civil War and um, in, the, in the Avengers. So, like, I'm, I'm exi- excited to see how they explore their relationship further. And also, I know, I'm curious to see, like, what this sort of quasi-terrorist group they'll be facing because they have all these masked individuals with like handprints on their mask and you have the return of Baron Zemo or Daniel Bull's character yes. from, from uh, Civil War. Yes. What and he's wearing he the mask. Yeah. Shit. Yep. I forgot about that. And like we, we got to see a, an early like uh, photo of Daniel Bull as Zemo and, and he's wearing his iconic like bright fuchsia mask <laughs> hell yeah the question is does he have a sword that's what i want to know uh, please give so. him a sword because like that was so like don't get me wrong his character was fun in civil war but like it was so disappointing that he just <sighs> but you know now now we get more of him and i'm glad i'm glad yeah and, and can we just I, i'm just glad that we're out of that phase where superhero movies were just like drab 
and just like leather. It's like it's like there for a long time, like people were afraid to like let's have like <laughs> like big showy costumes. Like it started with the X Men, which is kind of forgivable because <laughs> that was twenty years ago. But like, they're I think they're finally because people even had criticism about Marvel not going whole hog on like making the costumes as close to because they're like they're a straddle line between like cool dark leather and like co- and like comic accurate. And then DC's like, we have nothing to lose, so we're just going to pull this shit, right? a comic as goofy as he possibly can. Exactly. And then we're going and to then... get Steppenwolf, 10,000 blades. <laughs> okay, I don't care what you guys say. That design looks so much better. I will say, that design looks so much better than the one we got. I think they both look dumb. I'm you look Colt. dumb. I'm with Colt. They both look stupid. I, I do think the original Steppenwolf was not good. My problem with Steppenwolf 2.0 is that well, it's that just, Steppenwolf don't. is the original. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know, but like the, the all, all the spite, it just kind of feels like I just feel bad for all the the animators who have to like get all this tiny blades to work but i feel like it's a it's a lateral move it's better but i don't i'm not sure if i agree that it's good yeah i i I get what you're saying i don't know the the, this era of the public bullying studios into getting what they want is making me nervous yeah like with sonic which (laughs) like yeah the original sonic the hedgehog design was like really fucking creepy but like i don't know it feels it also feels kind of shitty to just make these like underpaid animators it's like do more work. I'm looking at Steppenwolf right now. Man, uh what? just looking at the original and the Snyder cut. That's not much of an upgrade. I wouldn't well, the, say it's okay, an upgrade. I'd well, say no, it's like a sidestep. Yeah, well, technically, that's, that's the Snyder cuts. The Snyder cuts Steppenwolf is the original Steppenwolf because there's a deleted scene. In Batman vs. Superman, where uh, Lex Luthor, spoilers, he's talking to Steppenwolf about the mother boxes. And that design that we see now in the Snyder Cut was him. Um, But then, you know, Joss Whedon took over. It was Whedon, right? Yes. I don't remember. Okay. He took over. He changed it. uh, But now we're going now we're going back. Uh, I, I just like it because because it looks so like i mean you know already some of the apocalypse fuckers look so alien but like this looks even a step further and more alien and i like that but you know i'm not gonna sit here and praise snyder cut and snyder's bullshit so it's just there's too much going on there with that armor way too much going on there like uh i like tone down the shininess i guess that's the only way I can think to make it better, but like, other than like completely removing it, let's stop. Let's Ugh. stop talking about Snyder and DC and get back to the good shit. Yeah, yeah. I want that to flop. By the way, it better flop. Uh, oh, you know yeah. it's going to flop. Oh, I I really want it. I want Snyder cut to flop. I have no idea what they're doing with that t- with those times. By the way, uh, <laughs> you know what? I don't, I don't even want. It's so frustrating. So, um, th- well, moving on from. Back in Lothar, we have the uh, the following series. We have Loki and his uh and his own starring series, which will come out May, twenty twenty one, and it's, it seems to be following Loki Loki after he escapes during the shuffle to get to Tesseract 
and uh, Endgame, and he sort of beamed to another world, and it seems that he's like captured from there and locked up in this sort of interdimensional like prison slash bureaucracy building. It, it seems very yeah. surreal what they're doing with Loki in this one. I can't remember the force. It's some kind of time continuation force that he gets caught by, like ATV, not ATV, uh, something. It's something. Uh, it's so interesting and cool because they capture him, and the main uh, person there is Owen Wilson, and uh, that's who that was. I I kept thinking, like, why does he look so familiar? Wow. Because uh, oh, wow. Owen Wilson with gray hair and a mustache. Apparently, his name is Mobius M. Mobius, according to the subtitle. Time Variance Authority. TVA. Oh, TVA. <laughs> Tennessee there Valley Authority. That's cool. It's like a, it's like those uh, the time cops on Rick and Morty. Yes, the yes, ball sack monsters. Essentially, what it is. The Key and Peel guys. That that would be fucking <laughs> great. Yeah, so like whenever they see some kind of fuck up in the timelines, which Loki existing and teleporting into another timeline is a fuck up, they're like, "Not, uh, 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 we gotta get you." So that's why he's in there. Uh, uh, uh. It reminds me of the uh, Futurama bit as well, with uh, Hermes and uh, uh, his group of people. I can't remember what they're the called. Bureaucracy. The bureaucracy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it just it's reminds me of that because I, man, I'm super excited for this. Uh, they got all that stuff going on there. I want to know more about the TVA. I want to see uh, if potentially we'll get to a glimpse into different timelines because I imagine Loki's going to go a little crazy and dip his toes into everything. And that, that'd be sick. And if we of if the we... time jumping because you see him like jump through like different like locales like this like. He's in an airplane, he's in a city, and, but one of the cuts, it's just for a second, you see these ruins and you see what looks like Black Widow sitting on a pile of rubble and it facing away from the camera in the distance, and then it cuts to another one of Loki's, like, jumps. So I'm interested in seeing, like, is, is Loki, like, jumping through time and space? Is he going to, like, cer- undo certain things that happened in the, in the Marvel Universe? Maybe. I think this could be where they start to branch off and just say, here's an alternate universe, uh, which they are doing with another show. I can't remember what that one is. What if? What if, where they show the alternate timelines. I feel like it would be cool for them to introduce a different timeline that's not connected to this one or to the main one at all. I yeah. was gonna say, what if, what if we get a moment where he he jumps in one timeline and uh, it's the one where Quicksilver doesn't get shot up? Um, <laughs> yeah, like maybe Quicksilver. we can actually see Quicksilver in this in the MCU. Cause, cause, maybe he like runs through a portal or something. <laughs> like he like he just like he just whenever he leaves he just leaves the door open behind him so like all this shit that universe just like walks into something else. <laughs> I mean he's the god of mischief so like he's just like I'm just gonna fuck up the the multiverse. Um, what oh my god what if that's what what okay i know colt just said that and you just said that but what if that's how we get like mutants and shit like what if he just fucks with everything i I, I imagine this is probably what they'll do 
I'm very, uh, I'm very curious as to how this will affect movies because I forgot to say this. Um, Scarlet Witch is going to be in Doctor Strange's uh, in the Multiverse of Madness, and I wonder if her show will have anything to do with her connection to that movie because also the villain in that movie is Nightmare. So I wonder if there's like kind of something going on with that. Um, ah, this is going to go crazy. And there, there's a little like comic reference I caught at the, it's at the very end of the trailer you see like Loki in like his suit and tie and, and like and, like a voting button and that's like a, a very direct reference to um, the vote Loki miniseries that came out uh, a few years I think like 2018 so I'm I'm, I'm be very excited to see like what sort of like Loki stories they'd be pulling from because I love to see like you know old man Loki from like the Jason Aaron stories and like or um Kid Loki. Kid Loki is a fantastic character. I'd be interested to see if they pull that in, but but because he's jumping through time and space like that, there's a, a lot of possibilities what they could do with the series. Hell yeah! And speaking of like alternate realities, we have the next series coming out summer 2021, and that's the What If series. And this is an animated series that will follow basically alternate realities, possible realities of. of uh, things featuring the Marvel characters, but just in slightly different or very different stories. Like, for instance, we see what if Peggy Carter became uh, Captain America or Captain Britain, and and Steve uh, it becomes essentially that universe's Iron Man with a, with a giant metal suit. We see uh, T'Challa being um, abducted by the, the Ravagers and him going out in space, Guardians of the Galaxy. And um, we, we, we like a, I guess sort of the narrator, or the conductor of the series is the Watcher, basically the this figure that watches over the the universe and, and or, his, or his designated portion of the universe. And personally, I love the art style that they've been showing with the What If series. Looks sick. It looks very cool. I'm very excited for that as well. Oh yeah, that's the one that's like us. Like two D ish, yeah. It's a very good two D as well. It, it reminds me of if we could compare it to anything, probably. Uh, what is that? Uh, that dragon show that came on Netflix. Dragon Prince. Yeah, Dragon Prince. It reminds me of Dragon Prince, but not at fifteen FPS. And um, one sort of has me. I'm I'm interested in how the um, Black Panther and space story will work because that kind of. One, it follows a thread that, as recently in the comics, the intergalactic uh, kingdom of Wakanda, uh, kingdom of Wakanda, where there's basically uh, T'Challa fig- discovers that there is a alien world where the Wakandan sort of like life and culture has flourished in the, in the deep recesses of space, and wonders like it turn a little nods to that, and also it, what I remember he- reading that. Pretty much all the principal characters, principal actors, will be turning to play their animated selves in the um, What If stories. Okay, that's cool. So this this will probably be like one of the last times we hear uh, Chadwick Bosman as T'Challa. Yeah, that, yeah, that's gonna be sad, but so. but I'm that seems like there's a lot of interesting places to go, and we only know like a handful of the stories, so there could be a lot because like well, the What If stories are, are definitely some of the most interesting. Like comics in Marvel because they can just go some really wild, far places and not worrying about you know messing up 
continuity. Yeah, because you can just have these crazy stories that you know have no re- recompense to the universe at large. So, and lastly, the the final series we have a date for is Miss Marvel debuting uh, late twenty twenty one. And we, because uh, I think it was announced a few months back that Iman Delani will be playing uh, Miss Marvel. It's about a teenage Pakistani girl who in, uh, comes comes into her powers. In the comics, she's an Inhuman, in the sense that Inhumans are established in the MCU TV verse, so they might bring that in. But basically, it's just it's just a really cute, fun, light story of a young girl just like discovering her powers and like being introduced to like her personal heroes specifically Captain Marvel. Now has anyone has anyone ever got a, has actually got a chance to read the Miss Marvel stories? No. No. I haven't but I it, I've definitely wanted to check it out. I remember yeah. I think I read up to I, I read a good portion of the series uh and it, it's 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 one of my favorites of like these sort of new legacy characters mm-hmm. and like it, it's just like she's just a really fun like light-hearted good natured like awkward uh character and like she's she's definitely one of my favorites i'm, and I'm very excited to to, to watch it and plus the, we have like the introduction of like all these were like pakistani and middle eastern like writers and directors and actors that we sort of like giving their platform with with the miss marvel series and that's even that's even more exciting just like this whole like branch of like creators that we've like being exposed for the first time to a wider audience. Mm-hmm, exactly. I'm very excited for this as well. I have a Miss Marvel pop. I'm excited for pretty much everything. Uh, it's weird uh, because what was the last Marvel movie that was released? Spider Man. Spider Man that came out what August. Uh, 2019. Was that the last Marvel movie? Yeah, because there wasn't any this year. Yeah, because it yep. was going to be Black Widow, but it's just been so long since I've watched anything Marvel. I don't rewatch movies. I'm not a type of person that really rewatches anything. So it's just going to be so nice to finally get something new, because like I've took a pretty big break from Marvel related stuff, other than playing Spider Man. Yeah, and I, I will say like sort of a. A very small plus to the pandemic is that, you know, it forced Disney to take a break. And when, and, and I know me and Pat have talked about this a lot, we just get Marvel fatigue where it's like there's three movies a year, there's all this insulary material as well. And, you know, at a certain point, I, I, I remember it was probably around the time like Guardians 2 was coming out. I was like, fuck, this feels like more of a job. And, and I would always enjoy myself at these movies because none of these movies are bad. But, you know, it felt more of out of an obligation. But, like, now that we've had some time to breathe after Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home, this re- uh, I, it, it, these announcements have made me excited for Marvel for the first time in a while. It's like, like, yeah. like, talk about, like, even though these are things, shows and movies that we enjoy, is that the problem is, like, even something like your favorite food can, can start to kind of taste a little stale in your mouth if you eat it every day. And, like, what's the sort of like the high schedule that 
Marvel keeps, it kind of feels like you're not given as much chance to really like digest between each big movie mm-hmm. because like th- th- I will say that's one of like the draw I guess the drawbacks is like this sort of like it's an embarrassment of content. Well, like we have so much, it's just sort of like you barely like you, you just watch it, then another one's hitting your face. It's like because you can, of course, like like anything, you can criticize something and still enjoy it. Oh yeah, it's, but it's just like I. I would like for them to take their time with it because I want to not feel like I'm just being like overwhelmed with content. Exactly. And, and I mean, and it's not even just Disney. It's just everything in general. We're just like inundated with so much stuff. And I mean, and it's quality stuff too. It's not like there's, it's not like necessarily a delu- deluge of shit. Yeah. It's just finding time to watch all the stuff you like. You know you enjoy. Like there's still, like you know, here we are in the middle of December. Like there's still a bunch of stuff from this year that manages to squeak out to be released. And I'm just like, fuck. When am I gonna get to watch that? Yeah, exactly. But uh, they did announce a few new series. Uh, we have uh, Secret Invasion was announced, which will be starring Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn as the, returning as the Squirrel Talos from Captain Marvel. And there'll be, I guess, uh, it's more like in the space fairing. And plus, like, with the, the story of Secret Invasion, it's about the Scrolls invasion of Earth and replacing nominal heroes uh, with their most uh, intense subterfuge yet. So, which will be interesting because the Scrolls up to this point have been, like, a more beneficent uh, species, which is a stark contrast to their comics. So we might see a more... I guess more dangerous side of the scrolls uh, population that we haven't been exposed to yet. Yeah, this was a huge surprise to me because it seems like Secret Invasion would be pretty would or I don't know maybe would lead into Secret Wars, something like that. I don't I don't know, but like th- this this is crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm like, like you guys said, everything that's been announced, excited for. So, and an- another one of the new announcements we have, Ironheart, which is a, which is a legacy uh, character from the comics. Riri Williams, that is a, a genius teenager who uh, sort of builds her own Iron Man armor and then sort of is allowed to maintain uh, Iron Man's legacy. And what makes her a little bit different from the comics is that Iron Man's still alive in the comics, and she's sort of uh, operating adjacent to him. Where in the movies, in the movie verse, obviously Tony Stark is dead. So I'm interested to see what her connection to the larger Iron Man legacy is. And uh, but I mean, it looks like if you have like this young black teenage girl, like which like which is one of the uh, the most intelligent characters to come out recently. See like how she goes on her journey as a new found superhero. Yeah, because it says that uh, in this series, uh, the cre- she's the creator of the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man. So like, I'm excited to see that. <laughs> Hell yeah! Anything that has anything to do with like new Iron Man robotic stuff like that, I am all in on it, baby. She's going to be played by Dominique Thorne. I've never heard of that actress, but hell yeah. I, I think there might be some um, some debuting actors with this series. Yeah. Um, one thing I think it'd be I, I really think it'd be good to touch on 
is that you'll you'll see stories about these like very like intelligent and skilled like young people. So even though they don't, they're coming from a, a very humble beginning, they're still able to to build like something amazing despite their meager, I guess, surroundings. Like there's a story that came out a few years ago about this little boy who lived in an inner city neighborhood who basically built a battery charger, like a phone charger from like little bits of circuitry and like a yogurt cup and it worked fantastically. So I, I think it, it'd be a great place to show like how people of color can really even even though they're giving so little by like you know society at large, they can still manage to make something amazing and and to like to shine despite the world not wanting to accept it. Exactly, and, and you know, and similar to how those stories sort of shape the comics, you know, it'll be it'll be good to see how this will continue to shape you know diversity in meet and movies going forward. Exactly, and for, and for like give you like these different levels of like characters you have like you have the adult characters and sort of like the more older audience, and you have like these younger teenager characters, and sort of like that having these different levels of engagement because like of course Marvel is for like for everybody, yeah, but like there's obviously content they're going to be making that's more geared towards different age brackets, which I think is good. Yeah, well, and, and as you you know. Voice, we're getting more and more diverse voices, so it would only be natural that that would show up in our media as well. Mm-hmm. And, and it also works on this really cool meta level because you know, it's sort of like you know, the passing of the torch type of thing, yeah. which I think is really cool because we're, we're definitely in a, in a transitory portion of MCU because like everything changed after Endgame, so there has to be a new status quo, and yeah. this is part of it. Do, do we, think yeah. that there, do we think there's going to be like another big threat on the level of Thanos, like maybe Galactus or something like that? Maybe, but I remember he- hearing that I think Kevin Feige said that they're, they're not they're going to focus on more like smaller issues and like smaller villains and threats yeah. because like he, he had like this big universal threat like Thanos. So like you cannot in order to to have. Kind of have to go back down to go back up again. Yeah. So yeah, there there might be like big stuff like Galactus or you know like uh, bigger issues like that, but they they're probably further off in the, on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they said that then that like uh, any like big threat that would pop up would be uh, years, years, because you know it took it took such a long time to build up the infinity saga so it's gonna take equal or more time to build up to a new one you know and like you said you have big threats like galactus um i don't know i don't know if it'd be a huge threat but like you know you still have you still have stuff like um dormammu that dr strange fought um you have nightmare which whatever that is that's coming um which i think it's i think nightmare is literally as it sounds it's like some kind of um uh, entity, I don't know. Pat can correct me on this. Some kind of embodiment of nightmares itself. I don't know. Yeah, uh, um, I'm, I'm not as familiar with nightmare, but he is a sort of like a Doctor Strange realm villain, where basically like he's this creature that feeds off like negative energy and nightmares and is able to like project that onto people. So he, he's not a bigger villain. He's, he's kind of like a he's a more underused villain, but of course with Marvel they're able to pull out some of the 
the more or less are used and make him more like intimidating than threatening. Um, and also, there's another big threat, but he's never he's never been big enough for a uh, for a huge showdown like you know with Thanos or what like Thanos or possibly like Galactus. Um, but I, I don't know if Pat will probably announce announce him later. But there's a there's a villain that's recently been officially confirmed for the casting, and I am so happy. For that, uh, uh, we'll definitely get to that. Uh, we still got a couple more series, but we'll jump into the movies in just a set. Um, but on the Iron Man Legacy, we have Armor Wars, which is a new series announced starring Don Cheadle, based off the uh, classic Iron Man story where Iron Man has to wonder about his legacy. What would happen if his armor, his technology, and his science got to the hands of evil people? And since Don Cheadle is War Machine, and he's sort of like he's uh, an upholder of the Iron Man legacy using that suit, he's it's sort of like that responsibility kind of falls to him as being like the next in line for Iron Man. So basically, I'm just, I'm just guessing like people plundered Tony Stark's stuff and they got some armor, they got some of his tech, and they're recreating that. And um, he has to he has to sort of deal with that threat, which makes me think. Will, will they bring back the bad guy from Iron Man 2? Who's sort of like, that was a big thing where they he had all those different armor suits made for the, the branches of the military. Yeah. Are we talking about... I um, can picture something maybe from Iron Man 3, the way they destroyed his house and put it into the ocean. Yeah. I feel like that might have something to do with it. So, Because I remember all the suits were falling in as well, and I was really sad about that. So I, I I'm interested to see where that goes, and and plus, like we said, we're getting like more time with these characters that we only got a little taste of in past movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say there was a um uh, something I was gonna say about Ironheart, but I completely forgot. Is that so much? So many people um thought that maybe Spider Man might become the next Iron Man, which I'm glad that's not the case. He's still Spider Man, and we got a successor for Iron Man. But I was gonna say about Armor Wars is that there was a leak. Uh, a year ago about these shows and uh war machine show was mentioned on there and i was so excited and then when they announced the shows that were coming i was or you know not these ones but like whenever they announced wandavision loki uh captain or falcon and the winter soldier and stuff i was like i was like oh man the war machine show isn't on there that sucks um so maybe you know i was like maybe it's fake maybe it wasn't real but then they announced Armor Wars, and I'm like, holy shit. Then that means the leak was correct, or it was a leak and not a, not a rumor or a theory. And uh, I remember reading, I can't find it now, but I think one of the words that really stuck out to me about this show was it was going to be high sci-fi, and that got me so amped up. <laughs> I don't, like, high sci-fi war machine going on, like, these missions to reclaim Tony's, you know, tech. Like, ah, oh, man, count me in. I know uh, one thing our good friend Cannon was uh, excited for, was hoping for with the Armor Wars series, is that maybe, maybe, however distantly, they're going to backdoor the Punisher into the Marvel uh, series because there's a, there's a recent comic story where the Punisher got a hold of the War Machine armor and he was sort of like running around and doing his thing with it. So, possibility? Who knows? That would be crazy, and it, and if it's still John Barenthal, oh please, that'd be so sick. And the armor, the Punisher 
uh, War Machine armor that's in the comics looks sick as well. I have a pop of that. Woo! I mean, it's already heavily rumored that Charlie Cotts is coming back as uh, Matt Murdock slash Daredevil in Spider-Man 3, so maybe we get all the, the Netflix heroes back as well in some capacity. Somewhere down the line, it, anyway. If we don't, I will... Um, uh, <laughs> I will give uh, Sasha a bath. I just want John Barenthal to just come back and just just scream. I want a eight episode series of John Barenthal screaming <laughs> as uh, the Punisher. He has the manliest scream, doesn't just, he? Just eight hours of a continuous scream. It, yeah, it, it a, is a YouTube super of him screaming. It's so masculine, and it's like it's like so weird. It's but it's like it's like the perfect like man scream. I don't know how to explain it. It's so I can't. I, e- I want to replicate it, but I just can't. It's like oh, oh, oh better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like like, yeah, like he's yelling from like his ass. It's just like it projects. Like he just sucks in the air through his ass and just comes out of his mouth. Just like uh, full body scream. Oh, so he's farting out of <laughs> his mouth. Yes. Which, which is funny because like John Berthold is like this like figure of like hyper masculinity, but he's like he's a, he's a really a big softy, and like all of his kids, all of his his tongues are like really soft and and like dainty with long hair. So like he, there's obviously more than him than what you would think. So yeah, what was that movie he was recently announced to be in about like Southern gangsters? Oh, I, I know I what you're no talking idea. about, but I can't remember what it's called. I have no idea. So it's, it's like, I don't remember. It, it was called The Bottoms. And it's like, is, yeah. is John yeah. Bottom? Twitter I would was watch that the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Good. J- John Good. Barenthal Power Bottom confirmed? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> we'll see. And uh, the last of the of the announced series we have, I Am Groot, which is be a, a series following Baby Groot. Uh, we don't really have much information other than that. There will be just a series following Groot. And we have the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special written and directed by James Gunn um, coming Christmas 2022. Which, okay, thanks for telling us. Uh, but also, what does that mean? A holiday special? Are we getting the Star Wars sequel? The holiday special from Star Wars sequel? I, I imagine it's a play on that, like some sort of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, um, I mean, like the series already has like seventies, eighties vibes anyway. So if they did like a like a pastiche of the Star Wars holiday special, that'd be a pretty good bit. Um, James Dunn did clarify that it is it's or at least he said that it's separate from Guardians Volume Three. It's its own thing. Yeah, is okay. it canon? Um, no, I would assume not. Maybe, but could be. That I guess obviously a lot of this is still under wraps. So, what exactly it entails and its canonicity is, I guess we'll have to find out. And so, those are all the series. So now we'll be jumping into the movies. Wait, 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 huh? Those aren't all the series. Well, those, those are ones we talked about. Well, well, we we did get more information about Hawkeye, uh, She Hulk. There's a bit more of like information. They did they did remind us we're getting Moon Knight, but there wasn't really more added about it. Oh, okay. Because um, we did. Because um, I guess with um the She Hulk um, we did we did hear that Tim Roth is reprising his role as the Abomination from the uh, original 
a Cranable Hulk movie. Um, we have the directors. It'll be Kat Koiro and uh, Anu Va- uh, Valia. They'll be uh, co-directing with the She-Hulk. Uh, we did get a, an extended uh, cast list for Hawkeye, which will follow Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye character as he trains his successor, Kate Bishop, which is... Uh, Played by Haley Steinfeld. Yes. Steinfeld. Sorry. And uh, we have some other, some other uh, cast that was added. We have Vera Farmiga. We have Fra Fee. And we, we, we don't know who they'll be playing as of yet, but we did get announced that uh, Maya Lopez is a character to be added to the series. We'll be played by Alakwa Cox. And I'm interested to what role um, Maya Lopez will play because she's known as a character in the comics as Echo. She uh, was introduced as a Daredevil villain. And but she's played like different roles. Like she's like she assumed a Ronin role, which is which is the um, role that Hawkeye had in Endgame. He was technically Ronin. So I'm. Um, she's an interesting character, and she's also a. I believe she's an indigenous character. So I'm interested to see what they'll do with her and how exactly she'll be. Because she's technically like a more an- antagonistic character in the comics. So like, will she be sort of the foe? In the Hawkeye series. So. Yeah. All right. Now that's all. Then with the movies, um, Black Widow has been bumped up to May 7th, 2021 for a theatrical release. Um, nothing really new to find about that other than it's just they have confirmed its rescheduled date. Um, now, the next one the next one coming out next year is July 9th, 2021. It'll be Shane Chi. And they recently dropped the cast list for it. We have eight uh, actors that was announced. We had Simu uh, Liu for uh, Shang-Chi. We had Tommy Leong playing Win Wu. Aquafina playing Katie. Uh, forgive me if I uh, mispronounce some of their names. But Manger Zong is Shi uh, Lang. Michelle Yeoh is Jiang Nan. Ronnie Chang is John John. Paula Chen is Yang Li and Florian Montano is Razor Fist. Hell yeah. And the subtitle for the movie is uh, The Legend of the Ten Rings, which um, the Ten Rings is just a villainous group that was introduced way back in the first Iron Man movie and how um, they may connect it with the outdated uh, villain, the Mandarin. How exactly they'll translate this yellow peril villain into a modern day adversary. I'm interested to see how they tackle that. Yeah, I mean The Mandarin was already a was already introduced in Iron Man three. <laughs> but like then it was just like he wasn't the real Mandarin and then Yeah. And then the Mandarin that was he was the real real Mandarin wasn't really the Mandarin. So like there's this all this level of like deception. So like we would get the really, really real Mandarin in the movie. I, I, or maybe I we, we won't get them. That, that, that character's a racial stereotype, and I don't think Disney's stupid enough to do it. Unless, you know, unless, I, I don't know, maybe. I mean, it could it just could be they separated the two, you know, the Ten Rings being their own thing now, and the Mandarin is done, you know. Mandarin yeah. is done in Iron Man 3. So, so I'm, I'm just, because I know that they've already started the... Um, so the comic tracks with Shane Chi, so like getting people familiarized with it. There's already been like a couple of uh, limited series about the characters. So um, he, because he's always been like a more on the 
I hate to say like a more like low wrong hero, but I think it, it's a, it's a great chance to sort of elevate this character into a, a larger standing. And like it's just awesome to see like like a a largely Asian cast like this. Although I'm sure there's, there's some people with had the criticism. Yes, it's an Asian cast, but it's a martial arts movie. So like there's just there's some people have wondering about the catch twenty two of it all. Yeah, I mean. I would rather um, Asian characters be played by Asian actors. Exactly. I'm not too familiar with Shang-Chi, but I'm very interested to learn about what this character and how this movie unfolds. All right. And um, moving on, we have Captain Marvel 2, which is slated for November 11th, released in 2021. We we have Nia DaCosta taking over as director. Um, we have Iman Balani, uh it being inter- being coming into the movie as Miss Marvel, she'll be playing a role. Also, we have uh, Tiona Paris playing Monica Rambeau, also a holder of the Miss Marvel title. And according to what was released, uh, Monica Rambeau will also be in WandaVision. She's also playing a role in that. Um, did you say 2021? Oh, excuse me. Yeah, was, uh, was that? I might, I, might, I might have misread that 2022. Yeah, it's 2022. Okay. But, yeah, neat. And then we have the next slate of the 2022 movies, which we have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, slated for March 25th, 2022. And according to the new information, Doctor Strange 2 has ties to both WandaVision and the next Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Oh, I have a feeling okay. this is probably going to be the next big movie as far yeah, as like that, yeah movie with very big ramifications. Like for Marvel going forward, because like mm-hmm. we, this is like the official, like, you know, we've been playing with alternate realities, what with Endgame and, and time travel, but like this is just, they're saying, fuck it, we're doing multiple universes now. So it's as if things weren't complicated enough, we're about to get yeah. even more dense. Is Sam Raimi still attached to Doctor Strange? As far as I know from what they said, it, Sam Raimi is still attached to Direct. Okay, sweet. So maybe spooky scary? I hope so. As, or as much as Disney will allow. <laughs> Bring in some full-on Evil Dead. I, 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 like, I would like to see a scary Marvel movie, if, we're, if we get there. And I don't know. It's far From Home was pretty scary. Yeah, Lava. And yeah. New Mutants, terrifying. I get to see that. Mm, don't. I haven't. I'm just saying don't. <laughs> I, I, I can't possibly believe it's worse than Apocalypse. I mean, yeah. From what I've heard, it, it's kind of, as far as X-Men movies go, Fox X-Men movies go, it's pretty middle of the road. So. Um, I still like to be the the uh, arbiter of my own opinion on that. Exactly. So, uh, and moving to one of probably my most anticipated movie of the 2022 lineup, that's Thor: Love and Thunder. Yes. The fourth Thor movie, and we have it confirmed. It was rumored, but it was confirmed that Christian Bale will be joining the cast in Thor four as Gore the God Butcher. Obviously, oh obviously taking from the Jason Aaron. Uh, story uh, of the God Butcher, which is superlative. It's it's so good. I'm gonna. I'm so happy. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> like because like Christian Bale is like is such an angry man, and 
it fits perfectly for Gore, who is such a very angry creature, um, or a very also a very angry man, um, and like with, and like I said before, you know he's not he's not to the level probably of, but I don't you know his name is the God Butcher, so you know what he does, he kills gods, so like, you know. That's a great name. That's an insanely okay. good it name. It is the most yeah. metal fucking name. No, it, like this series, when Pat introduced me to it, I was like, okay, you know, Thor, you know, whatever. But like, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. This is the best thing I ever read. And you know what? I kind of sympathize with Gore. If I had the power, why not kill all gods? Go for it. <laughs> because uh, without giving too much away, Gore, while he does, he goes on a slaughter of uh Deific beings. He he does. His anger does come from a valid place, but to of course, like a lot of villains, they they have they have a kernel of sympathy. It's just usually what they do with it that it leads to a bit of division in their actions. Uh, and the thing is, is the way Gore. I I don't. I can't say too much. The way Gore goes about it makes me interested of how they're going to implement it in this movie and the Marvel universe. Like. Oh boy! So, and and what, what 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 another thing that I'm really excited for with Love and Thunder is that we're finally getting Jane Foster Thor, mm. which is like which yeah. is another introduction that Jason Aaron brought to the Marvel Universe, which is one of my favorite runs in the in the in the Thor storyline, and where Jane Foster Thor's long um long time love interest she uh, becomes she inherits Mjolnir. And becomes her own uh, version of Thor, but and, and I believe they did announce that, like in the story, Jane Foster uh, contracts cancer, and she has to deal with the power of uh, the power of, of a god, but also a sickly mortal body. Because um, while the hammer does heal all of her injuries, it, it also sort of erases all of her chemotherapy. Because like the the tantrums are part oh, of her body, so every yeah. time she gets the chemotherapy to heal her cancer, um, Mjolnir cleanses her body. Which chemotherapy is, is essentially a poison, the yeah. poison to kill the cancer. So like every time she becomes Thor, it kills her or it shortens her life more and more each time. And that that was just a great run, and I love the character, and I'm very excited to see where this goes. We have, of course, we have. Chris Hansen come back in the store. We have um, Valkyrie returning as well, and um, hopefully Lady Sif comes back too because she she uh, she asked for that. And, and I believe they they tease that Valkyrie be, be quote looking for her queen. <laughs> Hell oh, yeah! Yeah. Like it, plus, if, if we get to see Valkyrie with uh, Stormbreaker, that's gonna be fucking amazing. That's gonna be sick. Oh, as fuck. It's fuck. This is gonna be. And this is just gonna be crazy, cause like, how how is yeah, this, this like is, how is this how is this gonna go down? Cause the movie is called Love and Thunder, but like we're dealing with some dark shit. Uh, this woman has cancer. We have a we have an alien going on a god killing spree. We have Thor out in space with maybe we'll see the Guardians of the Galaxy. This is gonna be insane. I'm interested to see how they'll how Taika Waititi, who will be returning as director, will, will handle. The tonal, like I guess the I guess the clashing tones of like um, mass murdering, you know the the failure of the gods, uh, person with cancer on top of apparently being more wacky than Ragnarok, and Ragnarok was already I pretty f- wacky. 
I think he can probably do it pretty well. I mean, uh, uh, fuck, what is that movie that he did last year with the not with he Jojo, was Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit? Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I think that was done pretty well. Yeah. Did I he mean, direct that, yeah. that movie? Did he direct that? Yeah, he did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that was, I think he can pull it off. Yeah, that was one of my favorite movies from last year. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some of his other like earlier movies, like Hunt for the Wilder People has a really like. Like, if you read the story on paper, it's pretty sad, but he's able to, you know, add some tasteful levity to where it's not saccharine, but, you know, it's also not misery porn either. Uh, I know, I think it, I don't know if it was his first movie, but he did this movie called Boy, which was about, like, this kid who has, like, an absentee father or something like that, mm-hmm. and they, they say that movie was handled really well, so okay. I think he can handle things like you know these disparate tones really well so i'm very interested to see that where they do with that and next we have black panther 2 which is scheduled for july 8 2022 and ryan Coogler will be writing directing that and they did announce that they will they will not continue with t'challa's character in the passing of chadwick bosman so, but it just leaves this big question in the air: Where exactly do they go with it? Other than other than they they said they will elaborate on characters like uh, Okoye and Shuri, but it remains to be seen who takes up the mantle as Black Panther. Yeah, because you know at first it was like, oh, it's going to be Shuri, and then Shuri's actress went and did some stuck not, her foot in her mouth. Yeah, not some cool things, which you know, given the media cycle, she, you, you know. Probably in a few years, people will probably forget about it, unfortunately. But at, at, at the same time, I mean, they could probably just recast her. If, if they if they decide to go that far with it. Yeah, or, or I know this was something we've ta- uh, talked about or you've brought up, bringing Michael B. Jordan back, Killmonger maybe. I mean, if there's going to be some time travel shenanigans and all sorts of bullshit, like... I, I could really easily see them resurrecting Killmonger with, like, he's got a fucking vibranium heart or some shit, or, like, a little, like, robot pocket where he stabbed himself. I mean, it could happen. I mean, they, they yeah, they do something with a vibranium and they fix his wounds. I don't know. It'd be crazy, though. I would love... Um, Michael B. Jordan was fantastic. And it's just... It's so... Man, so, so, so sad. That we don't have Bozeman, Chadwick, just, just it, it is heart wrenching. Yeah, man, yeah. rest in peace. It really, it really sucks. Yeah, and it um, seemed he, to it, just come out of nowhere. It, like I mean, no, but it, it really didn't. It came out to nowhere, out of nowhere for us. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I meant. Like I mean, he yeah. knew, and, and his family knew, and, and and I think it was a good idea to keep that you know secret with the family. Yes. Because so, like just just respect their their family's wishes and like. And I, I can't imagine, like, what it was like for him to carry the way to be in this extremely influential and, like, culturally important character and, and still have to go through his illness. And, and I, I, I mean, he, and he did it with a palm and he did it with grace. Uh, I just kind of wish he didn't have to kind of shoulder that burden. Yeah. Because I remember he showed up on, like, a live stream or something, like, mm-hmm. a month or two before he passed. Yeah. And, and, you know, and he was really skinny and, 
you know, not looking so hot. And, you know, people were kind of making fun of him. And then when he died, everyone kind of, you know, realized they'd put their foot in their mouth. Yeah. So. So, but it's like, I, I don't envy um, the, the people who have to have to sort of delicately balance what this movie means and, and sort of like how to pursue it. But like, I hope they go through it with, with some thoughtfulness and some integrity because it, this means a lot to a lot of people. And I hope it, they're able to continue in a positive manner. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, it's Disney. They, they'll probably do a good job. And then remembering all the times Disney kind of fucks up with shit like this. So it's like, uh, but, but, but this one, they kind of feel like they really have to get it right. They got to make sure they're on the ball. Yeah, I don't think they'll treat it. They'll at least not treat it treat it flippantly in their minds. Yeah, how it'll come across, you know, remains to be seen. Wait till twenty twenty two. Best of luck to the team, anyway. And uh, yeah. the next movie we're talking about is Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Um, there's no attached <laughs> release date, but Peyton Reed will be back as director, and we'll see the return of Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, we have the introduction of Catherine Newton as his Cassie Lang, which I guess would be his newly teenage daughter at the end of or Endgame. Mm-hmm. Although that timeline doesn't seem to add up to me, but okay, teenage daughter now. I swear she was like five years old at, at the end of two, and then five years later she's sixteen years old. It's a movie, Pat. Yeah, it's the don't details. Think too hard. So, but yeah, Pat, I constantly jump from being 20 to 60. Oh, no. Yeah. Wenzel's got the erratic Benjamin Button disease. He, he just, every yeah. year is a different year for him. Yeah, he, he just wakes up and he's like, well, I'm 300 now. Oh. Every Yeah, every day is a different year. And then, and then he'll wake up one day and he's like, I'm five. You know, what? That, that's, you know what? That's a good movie idea. Nobody steal it. Yeah, TM, TM, TM. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and um, we we have the introduction at, of Jonathan Majors to the Marvel Universe, and he'll be playing the villain at Kang the Conqueror, a time traveling despot who uh, who's notoriously hard to kill. Of course, he's a time traveler, so that would be a hard to put a nail in that coffin. And Jonathan Majors, you, you know, most recently from um, Lovecraft Country, he was also in The Five Bloods as well. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm interested to see how they do Kane the Conqueror because he has a very iconic look, but it's also very of, of the age it was made, if anybody knows what Kane the Conqueror looks like. Is he blue? He's blue, green, and purple. Kane the Conqueror. Looking it yeah, up. wasn't he? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, he, he reminds me of Galactus with his color scheme. Okay. I was about to say, wasn't he made by Jack Kirby? No, yeah, it, it's an iconic design, but like, are are they gonna make Jonathan Majors look like comic Kane the Conqueror with like this big kind of flowy green gown with this purple like metal and cape and a purple helmet and a blue face? I mean, it, honestly, I hope pro- not. I honestly probably not. They're gonna probably it's probably gonna they'll be probably really washed out. Yeah, they'll probably not do the helmet. I mean, yeah, there is, I don't like the gown. The gown's what gets me. It just looks too weird. 
too flowy. Well, just know, just remember, Cole, after you just said that, you're going to have a thousand direct messages from people saying why you're wrong. Well, whatever. It's going to be, since it's a modern Marvel movie, the gowns are going to be a little bit more detailed. His, Kang the Conqueror, all the ones I'm seeing right now, it's like long, flowy, uh, no details at all. It's very low detail, but since it's a part of the MCU, you know how they love to uh, modernize or make the suits more detailed. So we're definitely going to see something there. I mean, they could because this is Jack Kirby's, you know, kind of style design, and they implemented a lot of that into um, Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. They could pull from that, from those kind of like costume and uh, art direction for him. Um, You know, he is a time traveler, uh, so maybe he somehow got a hold of some... uh, uh, tech like that you know it's future fashion we, we we're just so far in the past we can't perceive how they dress in the future sure i mean that is kind of true i guess uh i don't know what they're gonna look like i assume they're gonna look like us except, except they won't have a pinky toe that's how you know they're from the future <gasps> fuck so. um uh any in, in, in any case like it's gonna be a look and I'm curious to see how it, how it plays out on the big screen. I mean that. I mean, there's that subtitle in general, "Quantum Mania." That sounds that sounds crazy in itself. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Cause j- just from the title, because I know that this is being one of the few things people are kind of sticking on is that I've seen the people of Ant Man and the Wasp like it's like they don't like the name "Quantum Mania." They th- they feel it sounds a little silly or flippant. But then, like, I mean, it's comic. I mean, it's it's Ant Man. I mean, it's fucking Ant Man. Like, like what Ant- do you want? Like, Ant Man is is a more like because uh, Paul Rudd is a more comedic actor, so he's a more comedic character. But like, I just keep thinking WrestleMania. But like, just like yeah, tiny <laughs> like little little tiny fighting and, and like this weird like space. Apparently, when you straighten down so far, you can time travel. You know, that gonna, fits the that fits MCU Ant Man so well. I don't know about the comic Ant Man if he's as funny as Paul Rudd is, but I think that name is very fitting. And you know, I was thinking too, it'd be kind of cool if there was like a ton of wrestling references, and at some point, uh, Kang and just Ant Man wrestle or some shit. I would do about <laughs> ten flips if at the end of the movie it's just Kang and and Giant Man, giant version of Ant Man, just like fucking grappling. Okay, Pat, you said that, so you know what? I'm going to hold that to you. I'm going to say Pat must do 10 flips if Kang Kang and Ant-Man wrestle. Yeah. So uh, look forward to that audio feat in two years. Nope, it's going to be recorded and put on Instagram and Twitter. See you in two years. And um, the last movie that we have talked about, it was just... Officially, it was just we we knew it was coming, but now we have at least a director attached to it, and that is Marvel's first family, the Fantastic Four, with John Watts officially attached to direct. No, no set release date, of course, but we're one set closer to a at least adequate Fantastic Four movie. God, I hope it doesn't <laughs> suck. <laughs> That's all. I'm not excited. This is the one thing that I could care less about. It's just. We've seen so much shitty Fantastic Four content that I don't care. But you know, but I mean, but it's you gonna know, be, it's going to be Mar- uh, in the MCU. There, it's at least going to be Marvel Studios. Yeah. So yeah, 
Because like it can, look, it can only go up after fan four stick. Yes. Yeah, because man, I you know, uh, I really hope because then this is this introduces Galactus automatically, um, and also I hope I hope we get Silver Surfer. That'd be so sick. Yeah, I think the Fantastic Four will be a, another avenue where we can explore more of the cosmic Marvel stuff because that's that's how they get their powers from cosmic rays whatever that means it's just like nebulously defined space energy the power cosmic and of course like uh, there's there been a lot of fan casting for john krasinski as mr fantastic that's been a the really popular pick for the last couple years so much so that in the ward of realms um comic event they're like that the when Mr. Fantastic is evolved, it's very clearly modeled after John Krasinski, as like a as like a nod to all the fan uh, picking. But I have a question for everybody: Who would you guys want John Krasinski to play Mr. Fantastic? No, I mean I don't want really I don't really want John Krasinski uh, in anything anymore. Not even the, a quiet place. <laughs> yeah, did John Krasinski fit really. in your cereal cult, or is it just like oversaturation? Kinda, yes. He made the Jack Ryan stuff. I'm not into, it. and all the stuff he said. I don't like him. I don't like. Wait, you know, what, what did he say? Uh, yeah, I haven't heard about I Jack. Kras- I mean, John Krasinski being canceled or anything. Uh, he's done some. Po- I can't remember but i know i'm mad at him for some reason cancel culture has been melting my brain <laughs> thanks um i promise you i'm not bringing this no out I, i'm, I'm, I no, think I'm he, sure you're not but like i i personally haven't heard anything so i don't know I, yeah, like like the one credit i would get is like he is he, he really kind of blew up as his own actor at the office so like he's been a lot of stuff and like because because that is such a popular fan cast you, you're just seeing like a lot of fan edits so like you, it might be a bit wearisome before we even get to it. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think he's as oversaturated as, say, like, fucking Timothy Chalamet. Who, who's in literally everything. <laughs> I mean, good for him, but also, uh, you know, he's he's working, so as long, long as he doesn't fuck up, um, good for him. Yeah, yeah I mean. I, I, I was going to say... Twins are taking over Hollywood. God damn it. <laughs> I was going to say John Krasinski, uh, I remember I saw a tweet, uh, he was doing some kind of like interview where he's sitting down with some other directors, and I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand it, and everybody in the tweet, in the com or the tweets below it, the thread, were talking about like, I think they were all like, wow, look at this, like, idiot, so like, yeah, I, 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 he's I, essentially like a mega patriot, like, he loves the CIA, and with Jack Ryan, he just glorifies all of it, pretty much. Well, I, I was about to say... I think that's what everybody was mad about. Well, I was about to say, was he, just did, mimicking he, d- what he did that saying. one movie with Michael Bay where he... Uh, it was like the what really happened at Benghazi. Yeah. That. I remember that. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's just, he's just... He really is just kind of like a Chad. He's just kind of... Um, <laughs> when would ever you think, hear John Krasinski disguised as Chad... And I guess, like, he's turned his character into a Chad after The Office. He said, you know what? Zero Dark Thirty time, bro. I'm gonna yeah, he time went to man up and shoot some guns. Super he's, like, buff. really super buff. Uh, like you said, a patriot. Uh, he's all about family. Uh, yeah, fuck kids. <laughs> fuck having a wife and family. 
Well, I mean, it's just, you know, it, like, not like, I don't know. It, it's kind of a, just kind of a really just awkward kind of dude. Um, I, I was, and I brought this up too, because like Colt, I don't want him to play Mr. Fantastic. I'm kind of just annoyed with him and I'm kind of weary of him. Like you said, I, I just, I hate seeing the edits and I'm just like, pick somebody else. Like, yeah. <laughs> get Rahul Kohli from iZombie uh, and also most recently The Haunting of Bly Manor. He's a very handsome man that should be Mr. Fantastic. Well, he, just look, if you don't know Rahul Kohli, Rahul Kohli, look him up, look at his face, and tell me he wouldn't make a perfect Mr. Fantastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, when you said his name, like, that sounded vaguely familiar. Oh, yeah, like he's super hot. I love his mustache. He has a great mustache in Bly Manor. And, like, he's well, already a, a Fantastic Four... Um, fan edit of him is mr fantastic so someone's on yeah that's why he was saying like disney come on disney you know what to do he's a jokester on twitter and he fucks around a lot he's a very funny person oh hell yeah so um there, there's even some people that are fan casting him as ezra from um rebels as adult ezra that so, would be cool so Either way, um, he's definitely on the rise, and I want to see more of it. All right. So that's the last of the Marvel movies I have listed. Um, the, the ones they really sort of highlighted, they sort of like uh, reiterated that, yes, there is, there is a Blade movie coming, but it wasn't really any, any new info. That, of course, Mahershala Ali, main character, uh, obviously really cool, but um, not really much else in the way information on, on that, though. So, uh, was there anything else y'all want to talk about Marvel before we move to the next segment? Mm, nothing. Let me right. let me talk about. Um... No, I don't have anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to our next segment, we're talking about the Star Wars reveal, and with this one, we're more so talking about the different, all the different series that we uh, that were announced. There, there were a couple of movies talked about. Uh, mainly being the, the next theatrical film will be ca- uh, called Rogue Squad- Squadron, directed by Patty Jenkins, and if it's, if it's based off, I, w- I would assume based off the um, the Star Wars games of Rogue Squadron, uh, which are very popular back in like oh uh, say the late nineties, early two thousands. So apparently, Patty Jenkins is sort of pulling from her family history of like uh, fighter pilots and sort of um, I guess. Be more more about the the pilots and the uh, sort of the the boots on the ground of the rebellion. So I guess we'll have to we'll have to find out if it takes place during the original trilogy era or sequel trilogy era. Like what timeline we'll be sort of playing with. If it's like the game, it'd be the the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just going off the name, that's what it sounds like. But I don't know. And, and it might be the the thirty year gap between them. Yeah, because there, there's still a lot of broom that, in Star Wars that hasn't been touched, even though they're they're quickly filling up the original series, though. But we do have another movie. It's, it's slated for a Disney Plus release called A Droid Story. Uh, no release date, but it's uh, said to follow a new hero guided by R2-D2 and C-3PO on their journey. So It's, it's Wally. Hell yeah. Wally. I want this. This is like what uh, I dreamed about as a little kid. I love those little funny droids, so I want to see them do more funny things. 
It's Wally. Unless it's uh, just R2-D2 saying, please stop killing children, Anakin. I don't want to see that. It's going to be Wally. Um, he's going to accidentally make the, Death Star, make the Death Star blow up another planet. Oh, fuck Wally. Like, <laughs> as he's desperately trying to turn it off, he, he just he keeps hitting the laser button. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Wally accidentally commits genocide. Wally, <laughs> prison for war crimes? <laughs> Wally, Wally says More accident. true than you think. <laughs> Wally, more like war-y. Oh, no. And, uh, and jumping into the series, we have the first, one of the first one announced, we have The Acolyte which is said to be a mystery thriller set in the final days of the High Republic era. And for those who don't know, that is essentially a thousand years before the, the main story of Star Wars, as we know it, begins. So basically, it's a high point of where Jedi were very uh, prolific. Of course, you know, like 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 all the times in the Dallas, there's are the times of plenty and times of, uh, of, I guess, Wayne. And so this week, sort of like, what happens... It, uh, at the end of that high point. Basically, sort of Hell the resurgence yeah. of the Sith. And there already is a move to with the High Republic content because uh, earlier this year, Marvel announced that they had quite a few books and comics set in the High Republic era. And I think this will be a, a big point of that, but, but on a live-action scale. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is going to be the canon version of Old Republic, mm -hmm. which is going to be pretty cool. Um, I don't know. As someone who's attached to the old Republic, like when they wiped canon, that was the thing I was like, "Oh, why did you have to do that?" But I, I totally get it. Uh, I'm really interested to see what they do. I know the timeline's a little different than the old one, so uh, it's it's still the distant past of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this was also around the time. I could be mistaken with the Mandalorian Wars, so we might see some of that. Maybe so, like the, the deep history of, of of the Mandalorian, which of course, like the Mandalorian, being sort of the, the jumping point for all of this. Mm -hmm. I, I really feel like because there's a lot of really rich history involved with the with the Mandalorians. And a little shout out to our friends if you want to find out more about the Mandalorian and, and the history of. The, the Mandalorian characters. Check out our friend's show, the Man, uh, the Mandalorian Watch, on wherever your podcast. So our friend of the show, Matt, he co-hosts that show, and they've really uh, blown up. So if, if you want a companion show to watch with the Mandalorian, I would highly suggest them. It'll be very worth your time to seek them out. And the next series we'll be talking about is Lando. Um, it does really. Um, we just have a showrunner attached to it. And that's Justin Simeon, who's known for Dear White People. So we, we really just have a title card. Not much known what the content of the B. It's falling. Uh, our favorite scandal, Lando. Uh, do you think we'll, they'll get Donald Glover back? Or or is this going to be an older Lando? Like I'd be, I'd be, I'd be like to see if it's like it's old Lando telling his like glory day stories. And it's about Donald Glover actually doing everything. That would yeah. be cool. Like, just like, like, Billy Lee Williams has just got his feet up at the bar, and he's got he's surrounded by, like, aliens and, like, ladies, and he's like, let me tell you about the time I did this little number, and it's like, spins the yarn from there. Because we have two Landos still existing, so why not use both? Exactly. Hell yeah. 
And then we have Star Wars Visions, which is an anthological series, an animated series, uh, that, which will have smaller, um, under, uh, like small unrelated stories told in the Star Wars universe, but they will be created by some of the uh, an- anime's top uh, animation studios, and that's slated for a 2021 release. I'm so excited for this. Anime. I just want, I hope Bones, the people behind Mob Psycho, to get their hands on this, to go buck wild. I want to see the ex- beautiful explosions, but Star Wars style. Oh, that would be cool. Imagine if they they get Trigger. Oh, a Trigger Star Wars would be Ooh. hype as fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. part of me doesn't want it because, you know, I kind of like my Star Wars a little more low tier, but I'm also curious to see how what that would be like it, 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 they just they just remapped the the, the space battle in Gurren Lagann with Star Wars like spaceships god fucking x-wings turning into transformers and throwing galaxies and shit hell yeah like like someone throws this galaxy and it just like slices death star in half like a samurai sword just slides before it fucking explodes god that would be sick as fuck and and plus there's already there already is a little animated Star Wars content out there in, in the more anime direction, there is a series of short Star Wars uh, uh, videos on YouTube, basically like recapping like certain points and the uh, prequel and sequel trilogy, and like they're all about maybe two to five minutes long, but they have like it's a very high animation quality and it's like very anime esque, and I and I would, and I would recommend those too because they're all really short. You can probably binge all the videos in like thirty minutes. And um, the next one we we actually had a trailer for, which is Star Wars: The Bad Batch, which takes place after the um, in the aftermath of the prequel series, basically the fall of the Republic and the uh, start of the Empire, and basically it's sort of the remnants of the clone army and uh, sort of the fallout from that, which will come into Disney Plus. Hell yeah! Did any, did any of y'all got to see the trailer for The Bad Batch? I did not. Yeah, it looks pretty damn good. It's like uh, they took the original... I haven't seen the newest season of The Clone Wars, but they took that style and they amped it up. It's super very... It's very pretty. It's very, very pretty. Yeah. I haven't seen The Clone Wars stuff, so there's probably a bunch of stuff that someone else might notice, but I thought it was pretty cool looking. I I didn't get to see it, but just from the name, The Bad Batch, I really enjoyed The Bad Batch. Um in like the first few episodes of the new season and like that was something that everybody was talking about was like what happened to the bad batch after order 66 so like that's gonna be really cool to see like what happened with them because uh, one of the things that was put in the trailer is palpatine's announcement of like the, the dissolution of the of the republic and the, the formation of the empire and sort of like because after a certain point they they got rid of the clones and they and they use like a more volunteer slash conscription basis to fill the ranks of the stormtroopers. While of course there were some like leftover clones, but by and large the clones were phased out. So what happened to all those hundreds of thousands, if not billions of beings? So like what happened to them? I think I feel like that will they'll explore that and also like where does this rogue band of clone warriors like what did they do in, in like sort of the destruction of everything that came in, in for the new old? So I feel like this could be a really exciting series. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. 
and uh, the next series we have was we, I think we we were confirmed it's just going to be a limited series is uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, which uh, of course we see the return of Obi Wan from this from the prequel excuse me the prequels Ewan McGregor Ewan McGregor and he this will be set ten years after Episode three and also well, this was announced uh, previously this series but but the bombshell they dropped during the big reveal is that Hayden Christensen will be returning for the series, which is, which is also a big, which is a big surprise. And like, honestly, it kind of like brave. Like I'm like, I'm happy for him that he feels comfortable for returning to the franchise because people just like shitty to him for so long. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he could do more with a more capable director. Mm-hmm. And I'm honestly excited because as far as like, I know we talked about this when we watched the prequels, but the, his facial acting is really fucking good. You know, it's just when he opens his mouth is when it's like, Oh, that's a little cringy, but I don't know. Maybe (laughs) with a better script and a better uh, character director, like a more hands-on director, faster, more intense. Yeah, or just, like, do two takes and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> two takes, Lucas, is what they call him. So, I, I, I'm I'm very, I'm, like, I'm happy for Hedding that comes back. I, I want him to sort of have his sort of, re, like, quote, redemption moment. Because, like, because I, I will say, because he returned for a recent Star Wars celebration and he was sort of, like, lauded at, at his return. So, I feel like enough time has passed that people sort of, like, um, they're sort of, Responding well, even though they shouldn't have been so shitty to him in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Because even if he's not like the strongest actor in the world or, or the most compelling, like there's just no excuse for how they treated him or really anybody in the Star Wars movies that they didn't appreciate the character or the direction uh, they went. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, Jar Jar Binks deserves every hate that he gets. Jar Jar Binks killed my family. Jar Jar Binks has committed war crimes. I mean, the character. Yeah, he kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're just not talking. We're talking about the character, not the act, the voice actor, or anything. <laughs> no, the voice actor is a good person. They just the character. Any of the hate <laughs> oh man, uh, and, and then you know the fandom, you know, has kind of accepted Ahmed Best back as well. You because like because he went through like a, a, a big struggle post Star Wars. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, he he had like real bad depression and stuff like that, and and I want to say like. I, I don't know if, if it's moved any further, but I remember hearing that there was a time where they they planned to make like a sort of Star Wars like kids trivia show or like basically like Jedi lore and Ahmed Best would be like a Jedi instructor slash host for the show. I don't know if that's progressed any further, but I remember that was a plan at one point, or at least rumored. Yeah, oh, I, I thought it was pretty much confirmed, but sort of like the the Ryan Johnson trilogy who knows like haven't really heard much since around like the sort of last Jedi media train. So, uh, but I may, I meant to see what they do with the Kenobi because I've seen a, a little bit of the comics where they sort of touch on and the uh, Kenobi sort of lost years. Cause they, they, they touched on like Kenobi and rebels and, uh, and in the comics. So like how they fill in that gap and also explain how he aged so fast in the 20 years. Well, I mean, he was living in the fucking desert. It's like, because he aged twice as fast on Tatooine, I guess. 
I mean, if Jeff Keeley aged as quick as he did in just fucking 2020, <laughs> just it's, imagine fucking Kenobi in the fucking dunes of Tatooine. Oh, fuck. Are there gamers on Tatooine? You know there's gamers on Tatooine. You sold fucking Jabba the Hutt. Tusken Raiders. Tusken Raiders are also gamers. Yeah. <laughs> Every time they scream, it, it, they're just asking, hey, you want to play co-op? Oh! They, they, but nobody they, understands they, that. They just want to invite you to the land party. Exactly. But the reason we can't understand them is because they're using racial slurs. Oh, come on. Man. Don't do that. Don't do that. Do you know Do you know how big it was that the Mandalorian knew sign language and that's how they spoke? Come on, man. Jonathan. Why would the Mandalorian say that, Jonathan? Jonathan. I don't know. Maybe. Jonathan, you're canceled. Fucking shit. Yeah, My time has come. It. No. Yeah, that's right. There's, oh, God, he's floating. Ah! <laughs> he's not. No, he's not floating. He's floating up, but then he's still going to start going down, and there's fire. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck, he's a meteor. <laughs> well, no, hell. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the next series is Andor, uh, following Cassie and Andor from Rogue One. This is slated for a 2022 release. Uh, returning to the role is Diego Luna, who played Cassie and Andor in, in the... Um, in the Rogue One film, and presumably it'll be touching on sort of the more shadier aspects of the Rebellion because we got to see that while the Rebellion are a bunch of freedom fighters, that we, 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 we got to see that they're not, you know, as pristine and pure as the original Julia had maybe led us to believe. Yeah. And uh, Diego yeah. Luna's a fantastic actor. I loved him in um, Narcos Mexico. Like, he can, if he, if he taps into that same level of, like, Shady business, I think it'll do well here. Narcos, um, Alderaan. Hell yeah. It's, instead of yeah, cocaine, he, it's just spice. He uh, he did a great job. And, um, you know, he, he originally, before the rebellion, he fought with the Separatist. So that's going to be, um, his story's going to be interesting. I'm really yeah. excited for him. Yeah, I hope we get more into that. Because, I mean, even in the Clone Wars, there wasn't a lot from the separatist perspective. It's like, it, yeah, if we explain their uh, motivation too much, we realize maybe they weren't that bad. Yeah. And, but then when we get the separatist perspective, we get, uh, we just get droids and bad guys like the Sith, you know, manipulating them. Like, okay. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, tr the troubles of keeping a black and white morality narrative when the, the actual like logic of it is, it's a bit more gray. Yeah, it's really weird. The The Sith are manipulating the Separatists to do their bidding, but the government is manipulating the Jedi to do their bidding. Like, okay. We're all just And then the government is also... And the government is also being manipulated by the Sith as well. <laughs> it's 4D chess. Fucking Palpatine. He had it all. It's with, his, with his literal galaxy brain. Yep. And um, the next two series, there are no announced dates for it, but we are getting a, an Ahsoka series uh, with Rosario Dawson reprising as Ahsoka and also Rangers of the New Republic featuring uh, the, the different, I guess, presumably how um, the Rebellion will now try to reinstate power and uh, as the New Republic is being built. And I uh, believe the actor... 
who like the uh, older Korean man who's in the Mandalorian. He sort of like teased his role and uh, Rangers of the New Republic. Oh, cool, 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 cool. So that sounds that sounds cool. Yeah, Rangers. I like that. And so, uh, was there anything else with Star Wars we, we wanted to touch on before we move on to our, our our next segment from the Disney reveals? Only thing is I'm super excited for that Ahsoka show. It's going to be fucking lit. Because if, if anybody's seen the Ahsoka episode at uh, Mandalorian, hype as fuck. Um, Mando is good, yes. And That's all I have to say. Lastly, we have a, a handful of topics from the from just general Disney reveal from Disney Animation and Pixar. Uh, one of my favorite uh, announcements was uh, turning red about a young teenage girl who uh, who tr- struggles with being like shy and bashful, and that sort of through just some happenstance, she turns into a giant fluffy red panda, and it looks cute as hell. And that's slated for a March eleventh, twenty twenty two release. And this is a Pixar movie. I'm very excited for this. Just off the uh, picture they chose for the poster. I really love the giant panda's design, and I uh, I need to see it. Very excited, yes. And uh, we, we we also, coming out in 2022, we have July 17th's release of Lightyear, which is a story about the real-life figure of Buzz Lightyear that inspired the toys in Toy Story, and the real-life Buzz Lightyear is played by Chris Evans. Cool. So, um, interesting. Uh, that's a, a, a long road to get to your story um we have some animated series we have a baymax series we have a zootopia sequel series and we have a tiana series uh main character from the frog princess they each have series releasing on disney plus in 2022 damn 2020 cool 2022 is gonna be fucking stacked yeah it is and like i i, I know people on my timeline were very excited for a tiana series because while a lot of people love the Frog Princess, they did feel sort of like a little shorthanded because Tiana was the first black Disney princess, but she spent the majority of the movie as a frog. So it's kind of like <laughs> that milestone wasn't as meaningful as it could have been. Yeah. And then yeah. like the white people in the movie are the good ones. Uh, yeah. Th- th- there's a lot of. Uh, whitewashing to make white people feel good in that movie. And it's also just kind of mid-tier Disney. As like as gorgeous as it is, it's like one of the best like traditionally animated movies they released, if one of the last ones as well. It has a killer villain song though. Oh yeah, uh, his his song is fantastic. It's fucking lit. Bring us bring back the Disney villain songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also have a Moana series coming out in 2023. Um, no other information is that we, there will be a continuing series for Moana. Um, probably one of the, the most, the biggest yet understated announcement we have a animation animated series called Iwaju, which is about um, this like sort of like neo future sci fi like Afro future Afro future series, and the um, production company Kugali. Is was really only known for like you know, which, which is a pan African animation uh, company in in Africa. And what it is, there's they're known for like a few like videos and shorts, but like they, they don't have like a like a really big thing to their name. But like people widely know them by. But then to hook up with Disney, like this is like a really big thing. And a, a, a lot of people behind were very excited for this. And it's currently slated for a 2022 release. 
So, because like it, because like with the Afro Futurism, we saw like a taste of that with Black Panther, and I feel like this would definitely be a, a continuation of sort of those themes they sort of set in the place. Obviously, two very different things, but in the same sort of genre of Afrofuturism. Yeah. And uh, we have a, I think it's another anime series called Encanto, which is a, it's a Pixar, or I can't remember, the Pixar Disney animated film. Anyway, it's a musical set for a fall 2020 release set in uh, Columbia. And uh, I think there was, they had like a bunch of like smaller series, like smaller shorts and series. And now I think Pixar's next film is, um, Luca, yeah, Luca is about a boy named Luca and his best friend Alberto as they have an unforgettable summer, and basically, I think this is this is a like a, a Hispanic Latinx theme movie, mm-hmm. and uh, people are speculating this might be will Disney go pull the trigger do their first LGBTQ theme movie. Maybe, maybe will they be maybe will they be brave enough to maybe. do that? They. Most likely not. I don't expect that. No, because Disney's a bunch of fucking cowards, and all they care about is money. Even though they literally just dropped everything that people be watching for the next two to three years, so like you're you're getting everybody the money. You're the what little bit you may lose from just dipshits. Everybody else on fucking earth is still gonna give you their money. So like. Cop to it. anyway. Yeah, it, you also got to think about the China markets and how. It's going to be perceived over there. Stuff like that will be just edited out. Yeah. So uh, maybe uh, they'll just be selective with at least. Anyhow, this movie is slated for a summer release in June 2021. Um, this is the heads and tails of what I had written down for, for our discussion just from like, of course, there's still a ton more that we get and get to. Of course, there are like more smaller stories. There wasn't as much information about them. But those are just the big ones that I picked out. Um, so overall, how are we feeling with this sort of just tidal wave of announcements? Overwhelmed. A, a lot. There's a lot going on. Uh, I haven't watched all these things. I haven't read into any of these things, really. So it was nice to get all this stuff explained to me a little bit. I'm, I'm sleepy. really excited. I'm sleepy. It is very overwhelming, but... Like I said, this sort of sort of for our own benefit, just to break down everything that's been going on. So I, there's literally like nothing I'm really not excited for. Like in, even sort of the smaller stuff, like I'd watch it. Yeah, if if nothing else, you know, mild interest. So like, and plus, like there's some stuff we just don't know enough about, so it's kind of hard to get it excited about. Unless if literally all we have is just like a tweet or a title card. So there's definitely uh, there's still a lot of it that's still very much in production. So there's much more to come in the future. Um, all right. Well, uh, that was a lot. So I hope uh, hope that was as beneficial to you as it was to us because there's just like a uh, there was it seemed like a never ending stream of information that came out over the weekend, and there's a lot to look forward to from all those things. Um, we'll just have to push out the idea that Disney is slowly consuming everything that we know and was, will just be owned by Disney. But don't think about these things. Just watch the new show and be excited for it. Or think about these things and don't let it happen. Or think about those things and watch the new things. Oh, or you could do that. That's cool, too. Por que no los dos? Por que no los dos? 
so uh thank you all for, so much for listening today um be sure to follow us on our all wherever your podcast is streaming that be on soundcloud itunes google play google podcast overcast spotify in any rss feed catcher out there be sure to like rate review and subscribe on all those platforms helps us out shares with a friend pushes up higher in algorithm whenever you do those things and just keeps the podcast going gives it more visibility uh you can follow us on our socials on twitter and instagram at ay state podcast and follow us on letterbox and, and facebook at all you can hear follow us on twitch at twitch.tv slash all you can hear and all of our past twitch view of these live on their youtube at which is also at all you can hear and lastly you can follow me patrick on twitter instagram and letterbox at john lost his name and follow my art on facebook at john lost his name art my name is jonathan you can follow me on twitter at j-o-n-i-i-b-o-i-24 and john known son 12 on letterbox my name's colt follow me on twitter at colt d zero zero uh have a good day uh thank you for listening i'm winslow you can follow me on twitter at winsy wilkie you can follow my art instagram at world of winsy i have a link tree my goodreads and my letterbox and other stuff are in there you go check those out all right uh thank you very much we'll be talking to you very soon have a good day Goodbye. May the force be with you. Have a good time. Mario.